This is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. So good afternoon. Welcome to a new episode of our Christian Circle podcast. We have a new guest who's going to talk about Pentecost. And since we're fast approaching this um, season of Pentecost, this joyful celebration, this birthday of our church, uh, we're going to be uh, introducing a new guest, uh, Darcy Osby. Have I pronounced that right? Yes, that's right. Okay, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Darcy, um, and, and, and your ministry. Sure. Um, so I am married to Galen, and our seventh anniversary is actually next week. We got married Pentecost weekend wow, um, seven years ago, so it's one of my favorite feast days. <laughs> Um, we have an awesome 16 year old daughter. Um, she came to live with us two years ago as a foster child Mm -hmm. and we just recently became her legal guardians. Um, so she's been a lot of fun to have in our family. Mm -hmm. Um, professionally, I have two bachelor's degrees in theology and education from Carlo university in Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. and a master of divinity from the Catholic theological union in Chicago. Um, So I'm currently serving as the Director of Religious Education at Our Lady of Grace and St. Bernard Parishes in Pittsburgh. And those two parishes are going to be merged into one parish this summer. So we're looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just love my job. I love working with children and families and catechists and coordinating sacraments and and all the fun of ministry. Yeah. So... I remember the reason why the the reason how I found you is because you talked about ideas for celebrating Pentecost, and it's it's clear you were very excited about it. Even through your writing, you could you could tell that it's a big celebration for you. So, what is Pentecost? Um, what is this celebration for the church? Yeah, so Pentecost is um, the coming of the Holy Spirit. Um, and the disciples of Jesus. And I love because it's such a dramatic story in the New Testament. Um, It's in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter two, and the disciples are gathered together in the upper room, just waiting and praying. Um, If you think their lives have been a whirlwind for the past several weeks with Jesus's death and resurrection, then his ascension into heaven, and he promises them that he will send a helper but they don't know who or where or when. So they are just waiting and praying together. And all of a sudden one day there's this loud noise. It says it's like a driving wind that fills the house and flames appear on their heads. They're able to speak and have people of different languages understand them. They suddenly have this boldness and confidence to go out and preach the gospel and share the good news um, instead of huddling in confusion Mm -hmm. inside. Um, And it says on that day, with Peter's first sermon that 3,000 people were baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it is called the, the birthday of the, the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just reminds me from my own vocation that you know, the Holy Spirit was poured on me and my baptism and confirmation. And it kind of gives me that 
that confidence and energy to be bold and proclaim the gospel. Do you feel that in some way that we are kind of living a, a Pentecostal season through this entire pandemic where we are all waiting and we're all afraid and in a way this is this is kind of like an experience of the early church yeah absolutely um and i think it's interesting that at least in my area this month they're starting to lessen some restrictions and things and i'm just waiting to see what comes out of the church you know the church has kind of been huddled together separately you know for several weeks and and when we're finally able to kind of break forth and um, there's been so many different like creative ideas and ministry going on to connect people virtually. And I'm just excited to see, you know, what the spirit has been doing during this time of waiting. So a lot of times, and I know this is especially common among us Catholic churches, um, the, the, the statement that is made or we're accused of making light of the Holy Spirit. Um, at the most, we tell our children, well, this is like a dove. And then, you know, that's that's all that we restrict him to. So how would you authentically celebrate uh, Pentecost among adults, for children, families, even in our churches? Yeah. Um, so with, in church, we obviously celebrate with mass. Um, mm -hmm. And the priest wears red. And a lot of the people attending wear red as a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Um, it, the the best mass that I have ever gone to for Pentecost was in Rome, in Italy, um, at the Pantheon, which is an ancient Roman temple that's now a basilica. But it has this huge domed roof. And in the center is an oculus, a big hole that's open all the time. And at the end of Pentecost mass, they throw rose petals mm -hmm. through that roof. And it's just a shower of rose petals um, for several minutes, I think they use like 50 pounds of rose petals and it carpets the whole church and people like play in it. Um, and so that experience really made me fall in love with this feast day. And so, um, you know, using red flowers and just those symbols of the spirit, um, and especially with kids or without kids, it's really fun to have a birthday party for the church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I've baked like red velvet cupcakes or things and, you know, sing happy birthday to the church, blow out those candles um, and reflect on the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you. Mm -hmm. um, another tradition is to pray the Pentecost Novena. Mm -hmm. um, so if anyone's not familiar, Novena is a sequence of nine days of prayer, usually for a specific intention. And the Pentecost Novena is the original Novena because the whole concept is based on the apostles um, praying and waiting for those nine days between Jesus's ascension and Pentecost. Um, so that's a beautiful way to kind of anticipate the feast day and then, um, you know, celebrate with mass and reflecting on the gifts of the spirit and um, kind of celebrating the church's birthday and your own um, vocation, what the spirit has has gifted you to be able to do for the church. So one of the things about um, the Holy Spirit and Pentecost is increasing for us uh, to increase in gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's often said that the Holy Spirit is is nothing but the love between the Father and, and the Son. And every time his his job is to turn us to this path of love. 
But what can we do if we want to increase the gifts and fruits uh, of the Holy Spirit, especially since now we can attend retreats, we can go to uh, an infilling or we can uh, go to any events, you know? So what do we do to increase in the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. um, So one thing I think is important is to realize that we already have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. um, especially through our baptism and our confirmation. So to grow in them, we really just need to recognize that we have them, call on them when we need them, and then actually put them to use. (laughs) Um, One example I like to tell my students as they prepare for confirmation is, you know, for Christmas this year, I really wanted the new iPhone or just whatever the gadget of the year happens to be. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, I told all my friends and family that this is what I wanted. I dropped them hints and reminders and Christmas morning, I get to the tree and I'm sorting through all the boxes and I find that one box that's the perfect shape and it has my name on it. And I know that that is my my gift. Mm -hmm. And I open it up and lo and behold, there's, you know, the iPhone or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that I wanted. And I take it out and I'm holding in my hands and just, you know, in awe of this perfect gift. And so I run upstairs to my bedroom and I put it in the top corner of my closet and shove a bunch of stuff in front of it and close the closet door and I never use it again. (laughs) And the kids all look at me like I'm crazy. And I say, well, this is what happens when we have these amazing gifts from the spirit Mm -hmm. and we don't do anything about it. Um, So just, you know, in times of fear or anxiety, we can call in the spirit and say, you know, grant me fortitude. In times of confusion, grant me understanding. You know, whatever we need, we just call in the Holy Spirit and ask for them. Mm-hmm. And then the more we use them, the more we see the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. Mm-hmm. So one exercise I like to do with my kids is to list all of the gifts of the Spirit on the board. So, you know, wisdom, understanding, right judgment fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you lived your life fully using these gifts every day, Mm -hmm. what would that look like? What qualities would you have? How would people describe you? Mm -hmm. And as they brainstorm, they usually come up with most, if not all of the fruits of the spirit, Mm -hmm. which are love, joy, peace, uh, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, and chastity. So as we call in the spirit and use those gifts that the spirit gives us, that produces the fruits in our lives. So the more we use the gifts, the stronger we grow in them. This is something that we would do during our daily life as well, right? And this this concept of the Holy Spirit Pentecost is not just during the season of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is with us all the time. And so we have to live to increase these gifts increase the fruits basically almost every day almost to our entire season our entire christian season right yeah practice makes perfect <laughs> <laughs> so when we pray to the holy spirit now i know that a lot of people have different focuses during prayer time it's always god the father or uh, you know jesus our savior and the holy spirit tends to be neglected so how do we actually pray to the holy spirit and um how do we ask for his help i know you you mentioned the the novena I know you prayed the Holy Spirit prayer at the beginning of this podcast. So how do we actually pray, especially for those who are completely new to this this concept? Sure. Yeah. The simplest prayer is just saying, come Holy Spirit. 
just inviting the spirit into your prayer. I like to start my prayer time that way, or even if I'm anxious before a presentation or a meeting or a difficult phone call, you know, I just take a deep breath and say, come Holy Spirit. And that's the, the easiest, simplest prayer. Um, another favorite of mine is the word Ruha. Um, mm-hmm. It's the Hebrew word for spirit or breath. Yeah. Um, we find it in the book of Genesis when we read that um, at the beginning of creation, a mighty wind swept over the waters. Um, mm-hmm. Other translations say God breathed over the waters or the spirit moved over the waters. So this, this word ruah is the word for spirit or breath. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing a more like quiet, like centering prayer type, you know, calm prayer experience, I will just breathe slowly in and out and say that word ruah as I breathe in and out. And it mm-hmm. um, really centers me in prayer and reminds me that the spirit is, is present with me. Um, but on the other hand, you know, the spirit brings us this peace and calming. But the spirit also is like that fire in our bellies that, you know, drives us to service and, and to our vocations to active um, worship. So if you enjoy worship music, like that's a way to pray in the spirit, you know, kind of more charismatic prayer. Um, mm-hmm. My spiritual director once told me that tears are a sign of the Holy Spirit because I tend to cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm, um, you know, really moved by something and brought to tears or even as a, a release of stress or anxiety, I tend to cry. You know, my tears will remind me that the Spirit is with me. And, um, you know, I kind of use that as a, a cue to, to pray to the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but even our, our lives of service, our acts of service can be an active form of prayer with the spirit, because that is the spirit moving through us, you know, using those gifts that the spirit gives us, um, to serve others. So our, our actions are also a prayer to the spirit. Mm-hmm. So do you have any, um, last tips or, uh, any advice, uh, for people who, are not convinced or would you even suggest uh, the charismatic renewal for people who are new to um the the holy spirit sphere of of prayer or faith yeah um i mean everyone has a different comfort level with their prayer life um so i would just advise people to kind of feel how you notice the spirit or, or I should say God's living active presence. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever gets you in touch with that kind of feeling of life and energy um, that moves you out of yourself. And that's how you get in touch with the spirit. So if, if that's music, if that's, you know, walking through nature, um, however you get that sense of, of not only peace, but also of like mission, um, that's how you should connect with the spirit. Darcy, where can people find you online if they have to uh, invite you to another podcast, if they need to speak to you or, uh, you know, get in touch? Yeah, um, I don't have any like public social media presence, Mm -hmm. but my um, parish website is um, stbernardchurchpgh.org slash children. And that's where I kind of live online for my parish work. 
right now I have a YouTube playlist. I've been recording just children's books, Catholic children's books for the children in my program. Um, so that playlist is found on that website and a lot of resources I've been collecting for families, um, especially during this time where we can't go to mass together. So resources for um, praying with your children and families um, you know, without the experience of mass. Um, right now I have a lot of resources up for celebrating Mary in the month of May and I'll be putting some Pentecost resources up soon as well. So um, are you guys gonna be starting uh, mass anytime soon? I mean, will you be at least having a Pentecost mass? I'm not sure. Um, our bishop just gave permission for funerals and weddings with under 25 people. So we're right now at a, a 25 person max. Okay. Um, but I think as, as we get further in the month, things will open up a little more, but mm -hmm. I hope soon we'll be able to celebrate. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast and for sharing with us your experience. It was really great. And um, I'm, I'm so glad that you could make the time on a busy Monday morning to, to speak to us. Thank you so much, Tassi. Thank you so much for asking me. It was fun. <laughs>